0: you came back welcome back to the primal potential podcast i am your host elizabeth benton and this is nearing the end of 2015 i don't know when you're listening to this but if you're listening to it when it first goes live we are getting awfully close to 2016 and here's the cool thing this podcast is not yet a year old the first episodes were put out. I published a few episodes on January the fifth of twenty fifteen. Some of them were backdated, um, but the podcast officially went live and was accepted by iTunes on January fifth, twenty fifteen. So as we get closer to the end of the year, I was looking at what episodes have been the most popular, with the highest number of downloads, listens, whatever else, and. The single most popular episode is actually Q&A way back in the beginning, and it was on how to make breakfast a fat-burning meal. That is the most popular episode to date. And so I figured, especially because a lot of people have joined the show recently, and maybe haven't listened to a lot of those earlier episodes, and so I thought I would do another breakfast episode, since that has been so popular, and answer your top questions about breakfast and how to make breakfast a fat-burning meal, and give you some of my favorite breakfast meal ideas, and give you some breakfast recipes. So let me first kind of set the stage for why breakfast is so important, why breakfast is so critical for fat loss. And I don't mean having breakfast or not having breakfast, we'll, we'll talk about that. What I mean is what you choose for your first meal upon waking, whether that's 30 minutes after you wake up, or three or four hours after you wake up. It's really critical that we make the right choices for however we choose to break that fast. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of the specifics about what we want to choose at breakfast and why, only because I did that in Q&A 6 and several other episodes that I will link to in the show notes for today's episode. So if you are newer to the show, maybe you haven't listened to some of the earlier episodes, The episodes on carbohydrate tolerance, carbohydrate backloading, Q&A 6 on how to make breakfast a fat-burning meal, I think those would be super valuable to you, and I will link to them over on the show notes for this episode at primalpotential.com. But I do want to just kind of take a couple seconds and talk about why breakfast is so important for fat loss. And again, this isn't having breakfast versus not having breakfast, but what you choose to eat for the first meal after waking is critical for your fat-burning potential for the rest of the day, and that is because fat loss is primarily about hormones. Now, yes, calories do matter, but hormones matter more because you can have a calorie deficit consume fewer calories, cut calories out of your diet so you are giving your body less fuel than what it needs for operations, you can have a calorie deficit and not burn fat if you do not have the right hormonal environment. So the right hormonal environment is absolutely 100% essential for fat loss. It is a requirement for fat loss. And that is why this first meal of the day is so important because Breaking the fast, you haven't been eating overnight, breaking that fast is your most vulnerable window of the day when it comes to your hormones. That is when you either set yourself up for fat loss or not. Now, people tend to get a little bit nervous when I say you have to have the right hormonal environment because they say, well, how the heck do I know that? Let's get all on the same page that your food choices influence your hormones more than anything else. And so we can really create this hormonal environment via our food choices. Now, the reason that we structure breakfast the way that we do is because carbohydrates influence our hormones more than the other macronutrients, protein and fat. So we absolutely want to make sure that for fat loss, we are skipping those carbs in the morning. And again, for all the details on why that is, I'm going to link to past episodes in the show notes, but I'm also going to link to a free training video that I have done and put up on the show notes page that goes all into detail on why, exactly why we want to avoid the carbs in the morning. So definitely check that out if you're thinking, huh, what, why? Don't worry, you're just a little late to the game. We'll get you caught up, no big deal. The other thing is, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, yeah, 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 just give me the recipes, you can get them right now, okay? If, you, if you're if you just in this for the recipes, cool, I hear you, I love food. You can go to primalpotential.com slash breakfast dash recipes and get the emails. What that includes is three of my own recipes, plus a collection, I think, of maybe like four or five recipes from people that are like actually chefs, and I am not. Um, so you can go to primalpotential.com slash breakfast dash recipes and get that recipe download. Or if you're in the US, you can just grab your phone right now and text feed me, one word, feed me, F-E-E-D-M-E, to the number 33444. Four, four. If you have texted before to get something, this is a different number. So if you just are in this for the recipes, I gotcha. I hear you. Text feed me to the number 33444. Four, four. All right, let's get into your top 10 questions. And this includes some meal ideas for sure. So when we talk about avoiding carbs in the morning for fat loss, one of the primary questions is, Well, how come some people I know have oatmeal or bagels or biscuits every morning for breakfast and they are super lean? There are a few reasons for this, and it comes down primarily to something called carbohydrate tolerance, and I will link to the entire episode I did on that topic of carbohydrate tolerance in the show notes for this episode. But before we talk about carbohydrate tolerance, let's establish... That when we're talking about somebody that is lean or fit or not overweight, there is a very, very different requirement for maintaining your weight than there is for burning fat. You need a very specific hormonal environment to allow for fat burning. This environment is not required for weight maintenance. So when we see people who are fit or lean or simply not overweight and they're enjoying carbs in the morning and you're like, so if that turns off fat burning, why aren't they overweight? Because we're not talking about weight maintenance and we're not talking about weight gain. We are talking about creating an environment that allows you to burn fat, okay? Now, as it relates to carbohydrate tolerance, there are... Very significant differences in the carbohydrate tolerance of different people. So, the more responsive you are to insulin, the hormone insulin, which helps you clear sugar from your blood, the more quickly you will clear that sugar from your blood, and the more quickly insulin will return to baseline and get you back into fat burning mode. Because when insulin is elevated, Fat burning is turned off. Insulin is an anabolic storage hormone that lets the body know, hey, we're in storage mode and you can't be in fat burning mode when you are in storage mode. So the higher your carbohydrate tolerance, the more responsive you are to insulin. So the more efficient you are in responding to carbohydrates when you ingest them. Now, some people are less responsive, and so it takes more insulin, and it takes that more insulin a longer total amount of time to clear the sugar from the blood, and so you stay out of carbohydrate or out of fat-burning mode for longer. A lot of this has to do with the number of glucose transporters you have and or the sensitivity of your glucose transporters. Now, the great thing about this, and I go into this both in my Carbohydrate Strategies e-course and in the episode on carb tolerance that I'll link to over on the show notes page, but you can improve your carbohydrate tolerance and you can even increase your total number of glucose transporters and increase the sensitivity of the ones you have already. So your current carbohydrate tolerance is not just what you are stuck with. You can improve it over time and then become more tolerant to carbohydrate consumption. The second question about breakfast strategies for fat burning is, what about fruit? If fruit is a carbohydrate and I'm not supposed to eat carbs at breakfast for fat loss, can I have fruit at breakfast? The the answer here is maybe, maybe not. And the reason for that is it's relative to, what do I say all the time? It is relative to your baseline, your starting point. So if we're looking purely from a gold standard perspective of what will produce the greatest amount of fat loss, right? The fastest rate of fat loss, then you wouldn't want to have fruit at breakfast. However, If it is between a bagel and a bowl of berries, then the berries are certainly an improvement. So if you are transitioning from a bowl full of cereal or something like that, then the fruit absolutely does represent an improvement. So the first question you have to look at is, does this represent an improvement for me? I've said all the time, guys, that when I was at my heaviest, I was doing Chick-fil-A for breakfast every single morning. You bet that a banana would have been a better choice. That Say that five times fast. A banana would have been a better choice. A banana would have been a better choice. Sorry. Too much? Too much. We'll stop. Anyway, um, you have to consider if it represents an improvement to you. It's relative to what you were having before. Is a banana a better choice than a bowl of cereal or pancakes? Absolutely. Is it a better choice than bacon or eggs? No, it's not. The other thing is, are you getting results? If you make a change, and that includes a protein shake that has berries in it, and you are getting results, then have your protein shake with berries for breakfast. It doesn't mean you will always get results that way, and you might need to tighten it up a little bit and push the berries back later in the day later, but if it represents an improvement to you, and if you are getting results, then keep doing it. The other thing to keep in mind is that some fruits are higher in sugar than others, right? If we think of something like an apple versus a banana, an apple has more water than a banana. Typically, the more water it has, the less sugar it has. And so when we look at something like, if you think about a banana, it's pretty dense and creamy, where if you think about an apple, it's very watery. That can be a good rule of thumb in trying to figure out which fruits have more sugar than others. Also, generally speaking, tropical fruits like pineapple, mango, those are almost always higher in sugar than not tropical fruits. So your less sweet fruits are going to be things like berries, Uh, raspberries, blueberries, anything ending in berry, uh, apples, and grapefruit. And then your more sweet fruits are going to be primarily those dense fruits that you think of as having less water, like a banana, or your tropical fruits like pineapple, mango, that sort of thing. All right, the next question about making breakfast a fat-burning meal, do I have to eat breakfast? Oftentimes I wake up and I am not hungry. Do I need to have breakfast to jumpstart my metabolism or am I okay listening to my body? You are always okay listening to your body, all right? If we think about it from an evolutionary perspective, how humans sort of evolved, did our Paleolithic ancestors wake up to breakfast on the table every morning? No. They woke up and more often than not, they had to work for their food. And it might have been several hours before they ate. And was there an obesity epidemic? No, no, there wasn't. We see this increase in the notion that like you have to eat 30 minutes upon waking and breakfast is the most important meal of the day. We see this kind of... Uh, infiltrating the mainstream media at the same time that we see an increase in the marketing of all of these different breakfast foods, cereals, granola bars, um, breakfast drinks, all of this sort of thing. It really is a marketing message. Who has a vested interest in telling us to eat right away? People who are selling cereals, bars, shakes, whatever. Now, here's one thing to keep in mind, though. For some people... Skipping breakfast can lead to overeating later because you allow yourself to get really hungry and then you just can't catch up with that hunger. I think we can all relate to that feeling of like, oh boy, I let it go too far and now I need to eat your face. Like, watch out. This is not going to be pretty. So if you are somebody who maybe doesn't feel hungry in the morning, but you know if you wait too long, you're setting yourself up to overeat, then I would encourage you to eat even if you aren't quite really hungry yet because you know your body well enough to know that you really want to get ahead of that. For other people though, eating earlier in the day actually makes them more hungry. So this is again where tracking can be very, very valuable. Now... The first meal of the day is absolutely critical in terms of what we choose to have. We do not want to have those simple carbohydrates for that first meal of the day, whether that's at seven in the morning or noon. But it's not about the timing of it. It's about the composition of it. So whether you eat right upon waking or you wait several hours, that is not as significant as the choice that you make when you do first break your fast, okay? Now, this question I get all the time related to making breakfast a fat-burning meal, and that is I hate eggs. What am I supposed to eat if I hate eggs? And I can relate to this because I definitely go through anti-egg periods, but I always love bacon. I've never had an anti-bacon period. Never. Not going to happen. Very unlikely. But there are so many options beyond eggs. And I think Many people just haven't learned yet how to be creative with food, and I totally understand that takes time, and that's a big part of what I want to help you do. Think outside the box and really get creative with meal ideas. And again, um, I I have those available to you in that free download that I mentioned at the top of the show. Before I go into the anti-egg options, one of my very, very, very favorite things is using eggs in a way that I can't really tell that it's eggs. And this is my and this recipe is in the download, but I take a whole bunch of raw shredded cabbage and I add two slices of cooked bacon and then I add two over easy eggs, but then I take my salad chopper, which is basically like two pizza cutters taped together. I mean, not literally. I didn't tape two pizza cutters together, but that's kind of what it's like. And then you like Mash it all together. And what, because the eggs are over easy, it creates sort of like uh, a sauce for the cabbage and the bacon. And sometimes they'll put a half an avocado in there and it makes it really creamy and delicious. And you don't even, it's not like eating scrambled eggs or eating an omelet. I don't even taste the eggs really they just add that creamy element because i cook them over easy and there's not like big pieces of whites in there because i use the oxo salad chopper so you can use eggs in non-egg ways but you can also have so many options that are not egg options and i include some of these in the recipes as well but an avocado with almond butter or chia seed pudding and that recipe is in there as well and it's been modified a little bit From the episode or the recipe that I posted in Q and A six, smoked salmon is another one. Little mini meatloafs or protein pancakes or bulletproof coffee—all sorts of non-egg options. We just have to think outside the box. Now, speaking of bulletproof coffee, that is absolutely one of the most common questions I get about how to make breakfast a fat-burning meal. So let's kind of tackle some of the stuff about bulletproof coffee, and I will say that I believe I've done two episodes on Bulletproof Coffee, and I also did a very long blog post on the do's and don'ts of Bulletproof Coffee. So I will link to those in the show notes if you feel like you want more information about what it is, why it's special, if it's special, if it'll work for you, how to do it, how not to do it, all of that will be over on the show notes. What is Bulletproof Coffee? Well, you take hot brewed coffee and you blend it with grass-fed butter and or MCT oil or coconut oil. Now, what does it do for fat loss? It is a a liquid meal, basically, because it's certainly not a low-calorie option. Butter and oil in your coffee is not like, you know, water, obviously. Um, It is pure fat though. So you are having caffeine and fat for breakfast. You are avoiding the carbs, which is fantastic. But here's the thing. It holds people over. It satisfies their hunger for a long time. But the other thing is the MCT oil, whether from pure MCT oil or MCT oil is the primary type of fat found in coconut oil. So you get it either way, whether you use coconut oil or MCT oil. But it sort of has a unique digestive process it is very unlikely to ever be stored as fat because it goes straight to the liver for immediate utilization for energy instead of being digested through the traditional digestive process where things are more likely to be stored as fat mct oil is highly unlikely to be stored as fat plus Because it bypasses that process and goes straight to the liver, it gives you a really great energy boost, kind of the way you get from sugar, but without the crash. So it's not magical. There's nothing really super special about it. You can certainly incorporate butter and or MCT or coconut oil um, outside of Bulletproof Coffee, but that is the scoop there. And again, I've done two full episodes on it, so I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on it here, but that is what it is and why people drink it. Now, a lot of people will say, but I don't like coffee. Okay, don't drink Bulletproof coffee. Like, that is a super no-brainer. It is not magical because you can incorporate coconut oil or MCT oil into just about anything else, right? You can cook with it. You can make salad dressing with it. You can do a million different. You can eat coconut oil just like with a spoon if you want to. I mean, I don't think that's really deliciously yummy, but you certainly can. If you don't like coffee, don't drink this. That's like super simple. How do you make it? You take the hot coffee, and you add your butter and or oil, and I recommend starting with one tablespoon of each, and i blend it with an immersion blender, just like a a, a tiny little handheld blender that I put into the coffee cup, and I blend it that way. And again, I've answered all of the FAQs about Bulletproof Coffee in those posts that I will link to on the show notes page for this episode, or you can go to primalpotential.com and search Bulletproof Coffee, and they will all pop up. All right, the next question that I get about how to make breakfast a fat-burning meal is from people who say something like, no matter what I eat for breakfast, I feel hungry after an hour or two. And I totally get that because I used to feel like I was hungry all the time no matter what I ate. Many people are not eating enough breakfast. If you are doing a little 110 calorie bar for breakfast, that is not enough. That is not enough. That is not enough. What is super effective for me, and I would actually say that I have about half of my one-on-one clients doing this and loving it, and even some of my group coaching clients as well. What works really well for me is a very big breakfast. Now, I tend to do this after my workout, which is Let's see, I get up around 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I usually work out around 8.30 in the morning. So it's like six hours after I wake up. It doesn't have to be for you, but that's the way I do it. And I have a very big breakfast. And if I, and it includes vegetables. And if you told me years ago that I would be having vegetables at breakfast, I would be like, that's disgusting. And I'll tell you that I think a big plate of broccoli at breakfast would be totally disgusting. And even, and I'm a big Brussels sprouts fan, a big plate of Brussels sprouts for breakfast wouldn't be my thing. But what really works for me in the morning, and what a lot of my clients are loving as well, is raw or lightly cooked shredded cabbage that I mentioned a few minutes ago that I mix up with, and when I say mix, I mean with the OXO salad chopper, not like with a blender or anything weird and creepy. We're not making baby food over here, although almost. Um, That I mix up with eggs and bacon and avocado. And I use a lot of cabbage, like three or four cups. It is in a mixing bowl. It is big. And it satisfies me for a good four hours or more. Sometimes I can't finish it, and then I'll just eat it later when I do feel hungry. And I will link to the OXO salad chopper in the show notes over at primalpotential.com. In fact, one of my clients the other day, I just—I have Facebook open on the other screen, uh, and I saw where she said, I am seriously addicted to your raw cabbage, egg, bacon, mash. <laughs> And then another one of my clients uh, wrote something the other day about how she's so amazed that when she has that for breakfast, she doesn't feel hunger during the day like she used to all the time, which has been my, that has been my experience too. So something to consider. The other thing is to really look at if you are eating processed foods in the morning, understand that processed foods, think of the word processed as sort of like pre-digested. It has already been processed from its original form, and so your body doesn't have to do as much work to digest it, which means most often that it's not going to fill you up the way that whole foods will. So really kind of try as best as you can to move away from processed foods in the morning because they just don't fill you up as much. The next question that I get about breakfast is, what do I think about juicing? Juicing for breakfast, a fruit and vegetable kind of like juice or puree. What do I think about that? In general, I think many of them are very high in sugar because if they aren't full of a bunch of different types of fruits, they often taste like trash, like just nasty vegetable pulpy yuckiness. So for this reason, I don't do the juice thing because I don't want to have fruit in the morning. So I'm not going to have fruit extracts or blended fruits in the morning. Certainly not. I mean, some of these juices that you can get at juice bars have like six or seven servings of fruit in one and they brag about it as if that's great. And I'm thinking like, ah, that is a blood sugar nightmare first thing in the morning. But the other factor here is they rarely fill people up. Liquid calories do not satisfy most people the same way that solid food calories do. And a lot of it is psychological, but a lot of it is just there's not as much fiber in there. And so there's not as much substance to physically fill your belly, fill your stomach, and make you feel full. So let's kind of be aware of something perceived to be healthy versus something that is actually both healthy and fat loss friendly. The next question is about intermittent fasting, and I touched on this a few minutes ago when we talked about whether or not we have to eat first thing in the morning, and I really do think that you should listen to your body here. There is nothing unhealthy about intermittent fasting unless you do it in an unhealthy way. Unless you are severely restricting all of your calories, like you don't want to fast all day and have a small dinner and then feel like a hero because you could be setting your body up to really revolt from over-restriction of total energy intake. You don't want to intermittently fast if you have no energy and feel like trash and have a headache and have the shakes and all of that. Don't do it if that is the case. You do not want to intermittently fast if it sets you up to overeat later because you sort of break and binge. However, for some people, it works really well. If you feel like you have more energy and less hunger and fewer cravings and you're getting the fat loss results that you want when you intermittently fast, that can be great. I will say this, women do not have as positive results with intermittent fasting as men do. And a lot of this is hormonal. We tend to need to fuel more often for hormonal balance than men do. But ultimately, my take on this is really pay attention to if it works for you. And working for you does not just mean fat loss. It also means feeling good, having energy, not being an angry, angry person who wants to bite everybody's head off because you haven't eaten anything. So it really does come down to there are health benefits to fasting for sure. There are lifestyle benefits for fasting, but it does not work for everybody. All right, so let's wrap up with the last question and maybe the most obvious one is, okay, so what do I eat for breakfast? And I've talked about a bunch of ideas. Eggs, bacon, meat, veggies, frittatas, chia puddings, the the cabbage blend bowl that I told you about. And if you want the recipes that I have put together for you, three of my favorites, plus a collection of other people that are actually real chefs, text feed me, one word, feed me to the number 33444, or you can go to primalpotential.com slash breakfast recipes. All right, let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday like normal i had a big pot of coffee and interestingly i actually didn't have breakfast yesterday i don't think i don't think i did um i had a very 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 large greek salad okay true confession i ordered out and i ordered two greek salads because one wouldn't be like big enough i wanted like a big salad not like a little plate of lettuce so i got two greek salads both with chicken and I had those uh, for lunch, and then dinner I made these delicious cauliflower tortillas from the Slim Palette Cookbook, and they're like literally tortillas, but they're made from cauliflower, and they're amazing. And I made tacos with them with rotisserie chicken that I had left over, and arugula and avocado, and it was so amazing. So anyway, if you want the recipes, text feed me to 33444 or go to primalpotential.com slash recipes and you can find them there. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you soon.